Amid rising rates and market volatility, the slowing economy is putting a major strain on individuals' investments. So what does that mean for those saving for retirement and for those in retirement? Obviously, inflation is front and center for both current workers and retirees, but that challenge feeds into other challenges that these individuals face. The current economic climate just makes them more pronounced. I'm Allison Nathan, and this is Exchanges at Goldman Sachs. To help break down the challenges of saving for and spending in retirement, I'm joined by Mike Moran, a pension strategist in Goldman Sachs Asset Management. Mike is out with a new report that looks at how today's complex backdrop is affecting individuals' retirement plans. Mike, welcome back to the program. Thanks, Allison. It's great to be here. So you and your team interviewed working and retired individuals across generations and genders for this survey. Walk us through exactly who your respondents were and why you chose to survey such a broad audience. Sure. So we surveyed over 1,500 individuals in July and August of this year, spanning across both those currently working and those in retirement. And by surveying both populations, what we're really trying to do is to compare how current workers are planning for retirement and compare that to what retirees went through, both when they were planning for their retirement, as well as what they were actually experiencing in retirement. And when we look at that population across both populations currently working and retired, the gender split was about 50-50 for between male and female. And with respect to currently working individuals, we had a pretty good distribution of age groups, which allows us to break down their responses by generation. So we have a fair amount of material in our survey where we can break out responses by boomers, Gen X, millennials, Gen Z, we can really see how different generations are planning for and saving for retirement. So what are some of the key takeaways from the report? So there were a number of key takeaways, Allison, but obviously we're not going to be able to cover all of them on this podcast. So let me just hit you with a couple of them. The first would be that more than half of the retirees in our survey reported that their income is less than 50% of their pre-retirement income. And that's a pretty alarmingly low percentage when you consider that we often consider 70% as a starting point for the amount of income in retirement you need to replace in order to sustain your standard of living. Another key takeaway would just be the high amount of stress that current workers are feeling. Almost 60% of respondents are feeling stressed about managing their retirement savings. And out of all the different generations, Generation X is the most stressed out of them. And was there any survey result that was particularly striking to you? There were a couple of things that jumped out of the survey. One of the things would really come back about what are retirees concerned about right now. And certainly given the inflationary environment, inflation was the number one concern for retirees. But another thing that jumped out of the results was basically every concern was up for retirees. When we look at results from this year versus last year, there was an increase in concerns across the board. And a lot of this ties back to the financial vortex. When you have increasing inflation, when you have market volatility, it feeds into other concerns that retirees have, such as, am I going to run out of money? Am I going to become a financial burden to my family? So people's income in retirement is basically a fair amount lower than what they were used to while they were working. But isn't that normal? What would you expect to see for a normal income replacement rate in retirement? I cited that 70% figure, Allison, which quite honestly is a starting point for the analysis, right? That's what we would call the baseline. But then anyone's individual needs of having more or less is going to be driven by their own unique circumstances and fact patterns. 
So this is one of the things when we talk about retirement planning going forward, one of the key things for individuals is having a customized and personalized retirement plan to figure out what exactly their income needs are going to be in retirement, and therefore they can develop a saving strategy and investing strategy to meet those goals. Right. And so that's what we call income replacement, right? So ultimately, you're trying to establish what kind of income you do need to keep up your standard of living. It may not be what you earned during your working years. Exactly. And that comes back to, for a lot of individuals, figuring out what their budget is going to be in retirement. Some may spend less in retirement than they spent when they were working because maybe they're not commuting anymore. They're not buying work clothes. Others may spend more because they may decide they want to travel more. They want to do more entertainment. So it really depends on the individual circumstances. But one of your findings in your survey is ultimately that people were just not as prepared for retirement as they'd hoped they'd be. Why do you think we're seeing that trend? That really comes back to the title of our report, Navigating the Financial Vortex. The financial vortex refers to competing financial priorities and life events that can throw us off course as we're preparing for retirement. As we progress through our lives and through our working careers, other financial priorities come into play that may hinder our ability to save for retirement. For example, in our survey, current workers indicated that having too many monthly expenses, dealing with a financial hardship like an unexpected home repair, and financially supporting other family members all affected their ability to save for retirement. The need to save for retirement competes with these other financial priorities. In addition, life events can throw retirement savings off course. In our survey, 43% of current workers indicated that at some point they needed to take time away from the workforce to care for a family member. Now that can interrupt retirement savings as well as the compounding of returns on those savings. As discussed, a lot of retirees have to think about when am I going to retire? How much do I need to save? How much am I going to spend in retirement? All of these factors can change over the course of your working career and that can really throw off course retirement readiness. So life happens and people are often just not prepared for the turns that life takes. You mentioned inflation is a major concern today for people working and people in retirement, but in general, it's a pretty complicated macro backdrop right now. So what are some challenges both the retired population and working population are facing more broadly? Obviously, inflation is front and center for both current workers and retirees, but that challenge feeds into other challenges that these individuals face. So for retirees in our survey, the top three challenges they face that they said that they would like advice and guidance on were number one, generating retirement income, number two, understanding how long their savings will last, and number three, managing through market volatility. Now, those are three challenges that would likely score highly in our survey, no matter what the market environment. But it's not hard to assume that the current macro backdrop has just made those challenges even more acute. Now, for current workers, our survey found that in addition to inflation, they are concerned about having sufficient savings for retirement and leaving a steady paycheck behind. So as a result, they're looking for advice on how to generate retirement income when they get to retirement, understanding how long their savings will last, and understanding if their savings are on track, and if not, how to adjust that plan. And again, these are common concerns for workers in any environment, but the current economic climate just makes them more pronounced. But for people who are not in retirement yet, but thinking about retirement, how do they think about saving for retirement in an environment like today's where there's just down markets and a lot of assets are not yielding enough? I would answer that really two ways. Number one, during periods of market volatility, we often see retirement savers, and particularly those closer to retirement or those in retirement, shift to a more conservative asset allocation as a way to preserve what they have and to avoid potentially larger drawdowns than what they've already experienced. 
And in particular, we tend to see allocations to stable value funds or other capital preservation options increase. Stable value is a conservative fixed income options. These are things that I'd say, again, when we think about for individuals, oftentimes they're looking about preserving what they have. But the other way I would answer that question is to really acknowledge the shift we've seen in the defined contribution market over the past several decades from a model where we went from what I would call do it yourself to more of a do it for me. And really what I'm acknowledging here is the growth in the market of target date funds and managed accounts. While certainly a number of individual retirees or individual savings for retirement are still picking their own investments off the sponsor's lineup, that's the do it yourself model where they construct their own portfolio. There is increasing demand for more personalization and customized retirement planning, the do-it-for-me model. And this is what the financial vortex sort of demands, right? It is becoming increasingly complex for individuals to juggle all their priorities and come up with an appropriate investing strategy and then adjust that strategy when life gets in the way. So coming back to what retirement investors are doing in a down market, for those that are taking advantage of professional management through a managed account, for example, those managers are helping that individual ensure they have an appropriate strategic asset allocation based on their own individual unique circumstances, and then rebalancing their portfolio, which of course is a prudent risk management action. And the silver lining here is even though the macro environment is volatile and uncertain and complicated, we are seeing higher interest rates. So a lot of fixed income products are actually doing a lot better than they've been in the past with lower risk. That's been one of the biggest downsides to low interest rates over the past several decades is for retirees that are reliant upon a fixed income in retirement. Low rates have been their enemy. Now with rates increasing, you're seeing more interest in them. Again, we've talked about stable value, a conservative income option, but even at other parts on the curve, as interest rates have gone up, that's become more attractive to retirees. Now they're still feeling the impact of inflation and certainly that can erode the purchasing power of their assets and retiree income. But at least we actually have fixed income assets that are yielding more than what they have in the last several decades. COVID hasn't come up at all in this conversation, but is that impacting retirement at all? Did that come through in the survey? One of the things we addressed in the survey was how COVID in particular was affecting retirement savings and the retirement timeline. So many individuals needed to withdraw money from their 401k plans in COVID as a way to meet expenses. And that is certainly understandable. Our survey showed that one in four working individuals withdrew money from a 401k during COVID. And COVID certainly impacted how many individuals are thinking about their retirement timeline. In particular, 37% of respondents in our survey indicated they expect to delay their retirement due to the COVID pandemic. So from a retirement savings perspective, the key becomes what do you do from here? And this is where life at times throws retirement planning off course and individuals need to recalibrate their savings and investment strategy. Maybe they need to increase savings. Maybe they need to take more investment risk in their portfolio. This is where a personalized plan takes all that into account and recalibrates a retirement plan strategy. So COVID is a reason why a lot of people are having to delay their retirement. But one observation in your survey that I found particularly striking was that a lot of people are actually finding themselves having to retire earlier than expected. And for a variety of reasons. So that was one of the interesting things we noticed in last year's survey. We often think about, or individuals often think about this belief, I'm going to have to work into my 60s or 70s to save enough to retire. In last year's survey, we noted that 51% of retirees actually retired earlier than expected. Now, that sounds like good news, but it actually isn't because in many cases, those individuals were retiring earlier, not because of their choice, but because of some other reason. And in particular, oftentimes that was because of health issues. That was because they had to leave the workforce to take care of a family member, or maybe their job was no longer available. 
In this year's survey, that percentage actually increased to 56%. 56% of retirees are retiring earlier than they expected. And again, this comes back to the financial vortex. Many individuals have an expectation or an assumption for how long they're going to work, at what age they're going to retire. And when life happens, your job is no longer available or you have to leave the workforce perhaps to take care of somebody else in the family, that can throw retirement savings off course. And so as we've discussed, just many people are finding themselves in retirement without enough savings to keep up the quality of life that they've had. What steps are retirees taking to maintain their spending power in retirement? So in this survey, we saw a couple of actions that retirees are taking. And the most common one was controlling what they can control, which is decreasing their spending, right? So about 65% of retirees indicated they are reducing their spending in retirement. Other actions that they're taking include tapping into emergency savings, right, as a way to continually fund their outflows. So it comes back a little bit to what can they control, what can they do? And oftentimes, as we saw in the survey, the biggest answer is just reducing your spending. So you mentioned some differences between different generations in terms of how they're preparing for retirement and how they are actually acting in retirement. So talk to us a little bit about some of those differences. One of the key things we found, Allison, was that retirement readiness tends to decrease over time. So millennials and Gen Zs tend to think that they're actually on a pretty good path for retirement. But then when we look at Gen X and boomers, they tend to feel that they're behind. And some of this comes back to life happens. Things change in your life. You have more financial priorities. Things happen where maybe you had to stop savings for a while because maybe you had to leave the workforce. So it's interesting to see that younger generations maybe feel like they're better prepared for retirement. But then as your career goes on, as your life goes on, you start to feel that you're falling behind. And oftentimes that's because of the financial vortex of other financial priorities. Yes, younger people tend to be more optimistic, but that could change over time and seems likely to, according to your survey. And as well, some of their expectations and assumptions may have to change. So another thing we saw in the survey was that millennials and Gen Zers expect to retire earlier than boomers or Gen Xs. And so again, over time, that expectation may change. So they tend to have some expectations that may not match up with reality. And again, that's part of the reason why we surveyed both current workers and retirees to say, here's how you're planning for retirement today, but let's actually look at those who are either closer to retirement or actually in retirement and what are they actually experienced. The generation that we focused on the most is Generation X. And this is often viewed as the forgotten generation since it bridges boomers and millennials. This is the first generation that will largely retire not being covered by a defined benefit pension plan and that really needs to generally navigate their own retirement savings. So they have a different sort of retirement journey than those that came before them. But also let's acknowledge that many of them are at later stages in their careers, right? So they have less time to continue to save for retirement. They may actually leave the workforce earlier than they expected. So their runway for saving is becoming shorter. And they were also the generation that was most stressed about managing their retirement savings. That came in at 65% of them indicated that they were stressed. We would say that is the generation that likely faces the most hurdles. So how can plan sponsors and advisors better support those saving for retirement or those already in retirement? So I think both sponsors and advisors need to recognize that retirement investors look to them for advice and guidance. Again, if I come back to our survey, for current workers in our survey, employer retirement programs were cited as their top source of education and advice to learn about developing a plan for retirement. For retirees, financial advisors were the top source, so the demand is there. What has been evolving a bit is how that advice and education is being delivered. 
So in our survey, when we asked current workers how they prefer to receive financial advice and guidance, the responses were roughly even split between in-person financial counseling, something that's more delivered digitally or technologically enabled solution. And then the third one was a combination of both, right? So roughly a third. And that breakdown was pretty consistent across the different generations as well. So I think one thing that employers and advisors need to acknowledge is that the way individuals receive information is different, and they need to make sure that they're delivering that advice and guidance in a number of different ways to meet the individual demands of retirees and workers currently saving for retirement. Legislation is also a key part of making it easier for companies to help people save for retirement and secure Act 2.0 and other legislation may be coming soon. So what are you expecting? What are you looking for? There's been a lot of legislation through the years, Allison, that has really helped support retirement savings in this country. You referenced Secure Act 2.0. So for our listeners, let me just back up for a second and remind everyone, Secure Act 1.0 was passed in 2019. That did a number of things for the retirement industry, to, again, to help more individuals save for retirement. For example, it gave plan sponsors more leeway to put annuities in defined contribution programs. It created pooled employer plans or PEPs, which should increase access to retirement plans, which will be particularly important for those that work for a small business. So now Congress is trying to look to build off of that and, as you indicated, talk about Secure Act 2.0. Now, certainly nothing has been finalized here and there's a lot still to be hashed out, but some of the key issues that are being debated in Secure Act 2.0 would be expanding auto-enrollment, increasing catch-up contributions for certain age groups, allowing for employer matching contributions into a retirement plan for employees that are making payments on their student loans and not saving for retirement, and delaying the age for minimum required distribution. So all of these would help individuals save more for retirement. So given this backdrop, Mike, what does the future of retirement look like from where you sit? I think the future of retirement is consistent with what we've seen over the last couple of decades as we shift from a defined benefit system to a defined contribution system, which basically requires more onus on the individual to save for retirement and decide how they want to invest those assets. And that's why I keep coming back to the future of retirement is one that's more personalized, it's more customized, and it's also more holistic that takes into account these other financial priorities that create the financial vortex. As I'm saving for retirement or trying to save for retirement, I'm also balancing other financial priorities, paying down debt, saving for my child's college education, dealing with an unexpected expense. You can't save for retirement in isolation. It has to take into account all of these factors. And then we need to come up with an asset allocation and investment strategy that meets my goals and objectives, but that also is flexible enough that it can pivot along the way and change as life happens, as other new financial priorities come up. It has to be really more customized to myself. Sounds daunting, but we have tools and resources to get us there. It's always great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me, Allison. Thanks for listening to another episode of Exchanges at Goldman Sachs. This episode was recorded on Wednesday, October 12th. If you enjoyed the show, we hope you follow on your platform of choice and tune in next week for another episode. Make sure to share and leave a comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you'd like to learn more, visit GS.com and sign up for Briefings, a weekly newsletter from Goldman Sachs about trends shaping markets, industries, and the global economy. All price references and market forecasts correspond to the date of this recording. This podcast should not be copied, distributed, published, or reproduced in whole or in part. The information contained in this podcast does not constitute research or a recommendation from any Goldman Sachs entity to the listener. 
Neither Goldman Sachs nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any information contained in this podcast, and any liability, therefore, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, is expressly disclaimed. The views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of Goldman Sachs, and Goldman Sachs is not providing any financial, economic, legal, accounting, or tax advice or recommendations in this podcast. In addition, the receipt of this podcast by any listener is not to be taken as constituting the giving of investment advice by Goldman Sachs to that listener, nor to constitute such person a client of any Goldman Sachs entity.